Hello, everyone, and welcome to Health Law Talk presented by Shahardi Sherman Williams. Before we get started, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube, linked in the description below. We hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Health Law Talk here at Shahardi Sherman Williams. Conrad Meyer in the studio with Rory Blina. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Rory. Morning. How are you today? Doing well. Doing well. It's a, it's a Friday, so it's it's a uh, it's good. Things and, are going and people, well. People don't know this, but we actually try to record on Fridays. Yes. Uh, for uh, the following week. The following week. Yes. Right. So yeah. so. Uh, but today we 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 came here bright and early. We're going to talk about something interesting, um, and something that that I really I think it, it just sort of goes unnoticed. Sure. And it talks about um, the hidden costs. Of COVID, yes, yeah, and there's so many different aspects and, and hidden costs involved. So, we just thought it was a this would just be more of a conversational podcast and talk about the hidden costs of COVID that you and I have experienced with our clients. And and and, and we can start off. At, I would say that it's not just applicable to healthcare providers. We're talking about businesses in general and and things like that. So so with that being said, one of the, I mean one of the obvious things when this when this pandemic first started. I know that from a supply chain side that the uh, providers, the large system providers, uh, some of them weren't prepared for the amount of PPE that was going to be needed to, to to handle the pandemic. Right. I think the biggest supply, you know, r- right when the start, like you mentioned, was there was a run on the masks. That, that seemed right. to be the biggest thing. And then after that, it was, you know, there was the hand sanitizers and the soaps. That seemed to be the big thing, at least here in New Orleans. Well, disinfectant, Lysol, you know, anything, any disinfectant that was sprayed was out. Yeah, we had a lot of local breweries here that luckily stepped up and they started, you know, they switched out from making alcohol to making uh, hand sanitizer with with their ethanol. So it was a big, um, that seemed to be the big thing. And then it shifted over to some of the non uh, some other things such as like the floor markings where people should stand right. um you know the the plexiglass the signage signage was a big thing um you know putting up barriers between areas where there was a lot but of you, people when, but when you look at it when you go back to the beginning of the pandemic and you look at when you know when when we first started i mean you're looking at march april 2020 uh may in that that first 3 months okay uh and and you realized coincided with the messages from the government. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You don't need a mask. Wear one mask, two mm-hmm. masks. You know, because it was because when you first came out, it was no, you don't need a mask. Now nah, you need a mask. Right, and it was very unclear what what was a mask. Well, was I it just a cloth? Was the, it right? Was it a cloth? A, a N95? Or right. what does it matter? Could but it I be guess, just a bandana? There was a lot of confusion with with what was a mask. Yes. So the, my, the, my my point was was that I'm wondering if there was a coordinated message here that the hospital association and I don't mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking about this was behind the scenes telling the government don't don't tell them no it's okay they don't need a mask because we're running out of masks i know that i i remember hearing remember that, that i think it was around april and may that was when i believe at least our governor said don't don't try to purchase these n95s we really need to save these for our healthcare workers right. and well that's when everyone realized well we we probably need these then because if if they're using them then, then we need them but there were, there was that message that you know you know, you know, buy something that was less because we don't we don't have the supply at this at this point, right? And and, I, and also, 
I mean, we, very quickly we realized, well, wait a minute, all the manufacturing for the masks, the the, the disinfectants, and all these other PPE-type things was overseas. Correct. Right. So we're like, well, wait a minute, we, <laughs> we're we not going to be able to get this anytime soon. Right. And real, they, So that was a big wake-up call. Because they were fighting the same virus that we that. That's correct. And That's then for it. the people that were trying to generate it here, they shut down because they were having outbreaks or they were trying to be proactive and didn't want people in their factories. And so we learned a lot of lessons from this. We did. And there was a lot of, you know, like we, the, the theme of today's show is the hidden cost of, of COVID-19. I think one of the biggest costs was, you know, being prepared. You know, God forbid this happens again, but uh, being prepared and the cost associated with having enough PPE for whatever business you're in, if this, if this happens again, I think, you know, a lot of businesses never thought, okay, I need, you know, uh, hand sanitizer stations. I, I don't need uh mask. I don't need plexiglass. There was just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of gyms needed to, you know, start cleaning a lot more and cleaning in between uses restaurants. You know, they, they probably only wipe down their, their chairs and tables at the end of the night. Now they're doing it between every person and their, printing out disposable menus. I mean, it, it trickles down to really every business. They had a huge just cost increase for trying to do things to, this, to slow the spread of this virus. And, and, and I think I agree with that, 100% agree with that. I also think that if you look back to Katrina, you know, we're in New Orleans, so we look back at Katrina. Sure. And after Katrina, every hospital – in the New Orleans area that flooded, you know, from downtown to Lane Charity, sure. all those, they suddenly it was emergency preparedness. Right. What What do we need to do? Backup to, power was a, a, a the biggest priority then. Absolutely. And so, so the problem was, was you know, we, we need to have emergency preparedness. And there was a flood of CLEs and education programs with, you know, all over in various sectors of the yep. business about emergency preparedness. And there was a push to move a lot of your imaging and critical care to higher floors in your building right. yeah exactly yep. so, so now so that, well, that was lessons from katrina that right. sort of systemically moved into the business sector in various forms right now we have the pandemic and lessons learned from that so now we have the ppe we've got uh, you know uh, the supply chain side so right. so I, what if i'm vendor if i'm materials management in a large system you know, what am I going to do to prepare myself where I'm stocking for for my facilities, but not overstocking, but making sure that we have an adequate supply chain yeah. for our providers. And you have to make sure that across all businesses that you're going to have to add and allocate money to that budget to where, you know, you're buying more towels, more cleaning supplies. That's the cost. And that's, that's the cost. That's the cost. You know, every business, I would say, is now purchasing more cleaning supplies than they ever had, and they're they're having to they're having to allocate staff to clean. They're having to hire more cleaning. You know, a cleaning company come in every night, or you know, you see a lot of companies will have these kind of UV robots that go across, or they'll they'll they're bringing in companies to, to spray down their buildings every night, and they've got the little sticker on the door saying that they're clean and sanitized. That's a huge hidden cost of of COVID is, is the materials and the cleaning. And you got staffing too. So you might have to hire more people to scan, screen. And that's, yeah, that's what I wanted to segue right into is let's talk about the hidden costs. Let's talk about it on a personnel side. What have been the, 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 the shift since this has occurred to staffing? You know, where have you seen that change? I've seen like, for example, points of entry now have been limited. Sure. So that they can scan 
Um, and, and now it's progressed because of the vaccine. So now we have uh, various points of entry that it was, before you would be able to go anywhere to get in, into a facility, sure. for example. Now you you can only go in certain places where you show your vaccine man, you know, right. your vaccine, proof of vaccine, proof of, of negative COVID test, or to be scanned for your current symptoms, sure. things like that. So you need personnel to man that uh, and actively monitor people who are coming ingress, egress out of your out of your facility. And I think another hidden cost, I was speaking with someone that's in uh, hotel administration. She was explaining to me that they've had to double their support staff for cleaning. And it's not just the people that clean the rooms when you check out because that's that's isolated to you. That, that, that really hasn't changed. But the people that are just kind of walking around and wiping down the check-in counter and, and cleaning the bathrooms, I mean, that's been a – and I'm sure on the, on the hospital side, it's been the same thing. You know, hospitals You're, are required to be you know very clean right. by, re- by regulation. But um, I'm sure they've had to increase that as well. I am sure the Environmental Services Department has had to – really beef up sure their personnel and, and as lo- as well as their supplies sure sure you're not going to get out around that no yeah. no and I, and i think another big increase that you're seeing is you're seeing um you know businesses and we, we go back to the hospital aspect of you know when covid hit another hidden cost was they were having to pay for we talk about cleaning you know having to do more cleaning for um clothing for you know, for their different providers, and another thing was childcare. You know, the childcare is another hidden cost that was big with this. So they had to pay for uh, during this emergency, which we're still under. They were allowed to pay for you know childcare for their staff, and and that's a, that's a, a huge hidden cost that I don't think that they were prepared to take on to keep their workers there during the thick of the pandemic. So, so the thing about revenue generators for businesses, whether it's a facility or not, sure, um, you got. Uh, Combine, like, you know, maybe do you, have, do you make revenue not only from seeing patients in the facility? So we've got elective procedures that were at a point shut down. Right. You've got only COVID patients. So you, you're, you're, you know, you're losing your elective revenue. Um, you know, six feet social distancing. So the cafeteria is not going to be as packed as it right. usually is. Right. So you're losing that revenue. Um, and I mean, especially even for like, say a business, say a sure. restaurant. I mean, so, so it's almost like a perfect storm where you, where you have less people because of the social distancing, more costs for personnel to monitor and adhere to, right. more costs for cleaning supplies and, and, and PPE. Uh, it's like a perfect storm it, yeah. during the, during the pandemic. I and mean, it was really, uh, I would say not for all businesses, but like you mentioned the restaurant business, right. it had to have been a lose lose for them. I mean, they're trying to do the right thing and, and they were all trying to do what was required to stay open. But like you mentioned, they, they're having to, um, increase their costs for, you know, whether it be, you know, paper menus or cleaning supplies, they're having to, only at one point in Orleans Parish, it was I think a twenty five percent capacity. Then we went to fifty and seventy five, but then still maintain that six feet of distance. So they have more costs. They've got less tables and you know less people being allowed to come in. It, like you said, it was it was the perfect storm. And and for the restaurants, uh, for example, where you you're going to have to pass that cost on to to survive. So I mean, your food prices are getting higher, your menu prices are getting higher, but then at what point does the market bear and says, well, you know, we're not going to pay, 
18 20 dollars for a hamburger for right 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 i'm just not going to do it so so then what point where's the equilibrium and uh but see with hospitals with facilities you don't get that choice because you're under payer contracts right right you you can't pass the cost on because you're under contract right so you're just you're you're taking a loss or you're you're You're, finding something to put it under but it's really hard under the hospital absolutely so so on the provider side and in the healthcare industry most of the providers or facilities are under contracts, uh, and even the ones that aren't under, under contract, I mean, you know, it's a small percentage sure. as opposed to, I'd say, a majority of providers. So that you're 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 stuck, right? Who are you going to pass the cost on to? Right now, one thing that that's been interesting throughout this, and, and even now, as it you know, it looks like we're hopefully we're done with the Delta variant and we're we're moving out of this is. You know, are we? I don't know. I, mean, I, I hope so. Uh, I, I would hope so. One thing that I found interesting, though, is even as I continue to get you know new employment agreements or or you know entities or providers that are still hiring people, is that they're still paying them the same. the 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 compensation, at least from what I've seen, is not going down, or at least it doesn't seem to be going down yet. What What have you seen on that? I've seen the comp the comp levels you know, pretty much stay the same or actually sure. increase simply because the labor market, depending on the on the position we're talking about, right, uh, the labor market is just not what it used to be. Right. right. It's not what it used to be. So so maybe the compensation can't come down because the provi- the facilities are desperate for for, oh, yeah. for the staff. Well, well yeah, uh, on the, I mean, you know, on a different note, but we're going to pivot for a second. You don't, you have the compensation model staying the same or, or, or can't come down. Now you're reading in the news now about you know inflation and inflationary right. pressures. So so the money that you're getting paid now is actually worth less. Right. Right. And so you know, do you have to you know do you raise your do you raise your your comp models uh, to meet that? I mean, you know, what where at what point you know where where does the perfect storm end? I yeah, I think we still don't know. I, I think we really don't. Like no. you said on the hospital model, it's you can't. You can only pass off these costs so many ways, and I think they've just been absorbing a lot of them. And I think relying on on federal, you know, federal funds to assist with that. But it's that's another that's another hidden cost is you know a lot of these hospitals have had to bring in valuators and third party firms to help them you know apply for these different funds and and, and get these get these benefits. But then you've got you know. Uh, repayment obligations you've got to you know make sure that you're you know you're valuing your business properly and that you're not either overstating or understating because you don't want to be on the hook for something that you don't you're not responsible for there's it's another hidden cost is you know a lot of these businesses that are uh, were up and running now this is the first time that they're reaching out for you know federal assistance and they're they're being asked for documents that they might not have had or they're being asked for you know, reports for things. I think that that was another, that was one call that, that um, I received a lot, I'd say about a year ago was business coming in and just asking, you know, what is this? They're asking for these reports. We've never done these before. You know, this mm-hmm. is the first time I'm having to talk to an attorney because I just don't know what they need at this point. And we did the, the last week's episode on, on EIDL loans right. uh, with Adam. And we talked about that and, and, and what what is available to businesses from the SBA right. under the COVID EIDL loans. So there are there are relief mechanisms for that and I understand where you're going. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's some some businesses have never done this before. Sure. Sure. So so I guess when you look back at the hidden cost of COVID, when you look at it from a standpoint of supplies and excess of supplies, uh, your personnel 
Right. Your the inability to to generate revenue based on different mandates, right. whether it's social distancing or so much capacity, right, or a vaccine mandate, or the vaccine mandate. I mean, right. I mean, right now you're you're looking in the news and you're seeing hundreds of people just not not you know, and, and, and there's their their right to choose not to do this. Sure. Um, and uh, and getting terminated. And, and yep. the interesting thing, we did a show on that because we did yep. a show on the OSHA ETS. Yes. Uh, the emergency uh, uh, the emergency temporary standard, uh, which that rule, which which was supposedly you know coming from the White House's direction on the hundred right. more employees, hasn't even been written yet. No, no, we still don't know what that's going to look like. No. So we've got employers preparing for it, but we don't know. And in, in, in that in that standard, like like you mentioned on our previous episode, there were so many hidden costs that an employer would have to either, you know, bear the grunt of whether I, I believe it was weekly testing for the employees that chose not to be vaccinated. Who's gonna who would have to pay for that? You know, that's another. Well, huge, the employer's not going to pay for that. I mean, I think they're going to make the employee pay for that. Another, but that's another hidden cost. Are you going to increase your employees' compensation or make that come out of kind uh, of come out of their pocket? You know, we've had a lot of employers say that before there was a vaccine that they were requiring requiring testing uh to come to work you know that was another hidden cost that these companies were having to pay for their employees to come into work well uh, you have a lot of, of of moving parts here right you've got uh you know every i mean think about think about the fluidity of all the things we just talked about from you know pbe the mandates the personnel now the hyperinflation comp model loss of revenue um and, and now mandates that you're you could that could prevent you could prevent you from hiring enough personnel to run your business yeah yeah that's a huge hidden cost and and it's not even really hidden at this point it's that it's going to be a rule not even a cost. I mean, you're talking about possibly not being able to operate, you know, instead of like, for example, if you're a hospital and you've got multiple different critical care areas and you don't have enough nurses to run those, you can't operate that because the licensure standards require so many things, so many, right. you know, so you can't, you won't be able to comply. You'll have to shut that down. Yep. Yep. And, and, and how much revenue are we losing from that? It could be a big one. You know, for facilities big who, who we're looking at. So I'm looking at it from a healthcare standpoint, but imagine other other businesses who, uh, for various reasons, aren't going to be able to hire uh, hire staff right. if, if depending on what they choose. I mean, the, we haven't even seen the rule yet, but no, uh, we don't know we, it. We don't know what it says. You know, but uh, we'll definitely do an updated episode once that rule comes out. Oh, we're going to absolutely do that. I mean, I can't wait to read it. I know, I know. I think it's going to be really interesting. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. You know, it, we're we're kind of segueing off topic, but I think it's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing a lot uh, over the past two days. I've gotten two different phone calls about um, exemptions from the vaccine mandate. So I think Actually, that I think that that's 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 a where cost. things are. That's another hidden cost. Hidden yeah. cost because, like you said, I mean, I. I, I the funny you said that I have a, I had a call the other day from a physician client who had a medical exemption. Yep, medical exemption, and sent that medical exemption to a I guess a board that sure. reviews these at this facility. Sure, and the board is made up of non medical personnel. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, some medical, some non medical, uh, but denied this person's uh, medical exemption. So now the question is. Well, 
What do you do? And what are the yeah? What are the costs associated with? I mean, we could talk about the costs associated with that, but but what do you do if it's, what do you do? Is there an appeal procedure in place or any? Well, we're not talking about medical staff bylaws where we have the appeal process right. on a fair hearing plan, for example. We're talking about someone. Uh, I don't know if HRs. That's a good question. That's another hidden cost. Sure. Do do, do does an HR have a mechanism? for employees to send these exemptions in and if they get rejected what's the appeal process and and at what point do you stop it i don't yeah i I don't know what i think it's so new and it's so fluid um that it's just unclear but you're right another cost associated with that is having to put that board together meet now what's what's what happens if you lose that physician provider now now you have or or he decides to sue you or sue sue the entity it's another. It's another cost that's going to come involved for something. You'll you'll have a um, you know maybe an ADA action, right? And an disability action, unlawful termination, unlawful termination. You know, you never made a reasonable accommodation, and yep. uh, and and you never you know you never you you never know. Um, but I agree with you. The th- this whole thing has morphed over the last year and a half. Uh, almost two years. Gosh, it's almost two years. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's but it, but you're right. It's 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 changed into, like you said, it's kind of the 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 phrase of flying the plane as you build it or flying the plane as you're learning to that. I think that's kind of what's happening right now is these regulations are coming out so fast and employers are doing their best trying to keep up with them, trying to put it into into place. Like in your example, some sort of objective criteria to review these exemptions but you know what's the appeal process where does it go after that you know it it it's so unclear those are and it all adds in is you know everything that that's going on related to COVID has a cost you know because there's no manual for this this isn't really never happened before at least that i can think of a good example there's so many costs involved in in doing this and and it's just unclear where this goes and also i mean for that that physician client for example they're going to have to decide do i pay an attorney to go file a lawsuit for me against the facility and 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 what do i do with that so uh, it, it, there's a money factor involved with that, and of course, on the facility side, we got to defend the lawsuit if one happens. You know, it's just it's just a it's just a series of, of unfortunate events, and I think you're right. Everyone's learning on the fly. Yeah, it really is. You know, it really is. So I I don't know where this goes. I don't, I don't know either. Know. I I just I would be I would love to see the books from a facility to see sure. the the variances in supply side absolutely materials management side and especially so environmental and nursing i mean i mean your 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 biggest expense in any business is your personnel and that's so true in facilities so i would love to see what are the expenses we are incurring as far as nursing goes right and environmental goes because that to me that those would be the two major ones that i would look at uh on uh, on the covid side just because they have because of what we're seeing yeah i mean those had to have shot up during, the, uh, during this yes absolutely so we're gonna have to i mean i guess we're gonna have to figure this out uh you know but but definitely there's 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 a lot to think about when you're thinking about the hidden cost of covid all of those things uh come into play for any business yeah and they, they've all impacted in the, the full spectrum of businesses and and like like we mentioned there's been government help and government assistance but that can only go so far and last for so long and i think 
you know, fortunately and unfortunately, some of these hidden costs that businesses have have incurred, you know, might become might become requirements in that one where restaurants, yeah, I, I don't know, it, it might not, but, you know, there could be requirements to, to keep these changes in place where things have to be cleaned at a higher frequency and, and that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll see. Well, great. Well, listen, thank you very much, uh, Rory, for bringing this uh, topic to the, uh, to the forefront today. Thank you. We appreciate that. And listen, for everyone who is, uh, who is a listener here, we really appreciate uh, your continued support of the podcast. And if you like what you hear, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And uh, if you have a comment or a question, you can always email us. You, we're pretty easy to find on the website, uh, uh, Uh And you can find Rory Bellina, Conrad Meyer there. Email us, drop us a line, tell us how you feel. Uh, but again, we look forward to our next episode next week. So everyone have a great weekend and thanks for spending time with us and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Health Law Talk presented by Shahardi Sherman Williams. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website linked in the description below. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube linked in the description below. Thank you for listening.